noted economist, celebrated public intellectual, Cal State L.A. Dean, and regular contributor to this program, Dr. Julianne Malveaux, will offer her reflections on the exclusive conversation we are about to commence right now with George Fathery III. Who is George Fathery III? I'm glad you asked. He is a brilliant black real estate attorney, a partner at the famed law firm, Sidley Austin. He is the attorney who negotiated the historic Bruce's Beach settlement on behalf of the Bruce family. But this nationally celebrated reparations case in Manhattan Beach, California, has taken a stunning and unexpected U-turn. The Bruce family has decided to sell their recently returned property to the county of Los Angeles. Say it ain't so, George. Say it ain't so. It was just barely six months ago, June, in fact, 2022, that many of us were cheering the Bruce family when they, uh, when their very able attorney, George Fowler III, forced state and local government to return the land, the very valuable land, I might add, that had been improperly confiscated from the Bruce family. It was the quintessential example, to my mind at least, of how reparations should work, and many of us were heartened by this rare public example of government doing right by black folk. So, for a conversation right now about the twists and turns that have led the family to decide to sell the land to Los Angeles County after all the drama to get the land back in the first place, I am pleased to welcome Attorney George Fowler III into the studios of KBLA Talk 1580. Brother George, how are you, sir? I'm good. Good morning, Tavis, and Happy New Year to you. Happy New Year to all your listeners. I hope that uh, the 2023 is is one that's filled with peace and prosperity and, and importantly, uh, more of this continued and important work around reconciliation. I think you're right uh, about what we ought to be hoping for in this new year. Uh, let's pray that uh, that some of, some of that happens. And and that's a, it's a perfect segue. You heard me say a moment ago that part of what so many of us celebrated was this was a rare example of government doing right by black people, particularly yeah. all these year, years later. They've gotten away with so much stuff uh, that they have done to maim and to harm and to mangle and, frankly, to kill uh, our ancestors. And here's a case where we see a brilliant attorney such as yourself forcing government to do right by our people. And now, um, to my mind, we see sort of a U-turn. So let me just ask this broad question first. Sure. And then we'll dig into the backstory. So the, the, the ultimate question, and you probably have seen some of our socials. Yeah. Uh, when we made this exclusive announcement, we are grateful that we got this story first and we broke the news 48 hours ago. And all across our socials, people have been commenting around the nation, around the world. You've seen some of those comments. And the questions are varied. The comments are varied. But the ultimate question is why? So let's just start there. Sure. Well, look, thanks for the opportunity to come on the program and talk about this important uh, this important topic. Um you know, a lot of folks are um, are describing this as as a surprise or something unexpected, and even going further to say that this is is somehow not a positive development. But I want to provide a little bit of, of perspective that I think is important. So, I'm not going to speak on behalf of of my clients, but I will share. Um, you know, I think if you and I put ourselves in their shoes, there's a number of reasons that it makes sense as actually a, a positive development that uh, the family would sell this property back to the county of Los Angeles and be able to access the funds. So, um, it, you know, look, um, my clients were essentially robbed of their birthright. Mm -hmm. They should have grown up as part of a hospitality dynasty rivaling the, the, uh, the Marriott's and the Hilton's. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, because of the facts and the story we all too well know, 
that did not happen. And they, they find themselves now, uh, you know, in their adult lives being robbed of that opportunity. Um, the return of the property and the ability to sell the property and take the funds and invest it in a way that is important to their lives represents an important opportunity for my clients to, um, you know, to have a piece of that, uh, you know, to get a glimpse of that, that legacy that was theirs. Mm -hmm. um, what we got to remember is we're not talking about a single individual, right? There are multiple, uh, multiple family members each at their own stage in life, some starting families, some nearing retirement, some caring for aging parents. And so the ability for them to be able to you know, sell the property, receive the funds, and then invest the funds for what makes most sense for their lives in real estate and education and furthering their careers is important. So that's one. The other thing I don't think a lot of folks realize is the property that was returned to the Bruces is not entitled to be developed as anything, mm. right? That land, when it was taken from the Bruce family back in the, in the 1920s, there were restrictions put on it. That it could only be used for public access and, and beach recreation. In order to get that property entitled to build and develop, you need approval from the city of Manhattan Beach. Mm -hmm. You could additionally need approvals from the California Coastal Commission. Um, that could be a multi-year process. It could be subject to appeals and delays. And so the opportunity to sell the property to the county, get those funds, and then go out and invest it as the individual family members see fit for what's right in their own lives is an important and positive development. Let me cut in right quick before you move to point number three. We are pleased to have as our guest, one of our guests on this program tomorrow, our lead guest, in fact, same time tomorrow, State Senator Stephen Bradford, who yeah. you know well. Steve is the author, Senator Bradford, I, sorry, Steve, sorry, Senator Bradford, he's my friend, uh, but Senator Bradford <laughs> authored SB 796, as you well know, and that was uh, a, 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 a state bill signed by Governor Newsom that, as I understand it, took away many of the restrictions that were on the land. At the time that the land was returned to the Bruce family, it was owned by the state. That's right. It's, it's, it's given by the county, but it's owned by the state. And so SB 796, which we'll discuss with him tomorrow because he has his own thoughts about all that he went through to get these restrictions moved away, and now the family's selling it back to the county. We'll get, we'll get his thoughts on that tomorrow. But did not SB 796 move away some of those restrictions? You're, you're right. So important clarification. Okay. At the time the property was returned, it was actually owned by Los Angeles County. Right. So the state of California transfer the property back to the county of Los Angeles in, in uh, the 1980s, I believe. Mm -hmm. And Senator Bradford's bill uh, did remove the restrictions. The restrictions it removed were the transfer restrictions, okay. right? So there were restrictions on the property that if the county ever tried to transfer that land, uh, it could automatically revert back to the state. So Senator Bradford's bill did that. The issue is um, issues related to development and entitlement of real property are controlled by cities. Manhattan Beach. And in this case, the city of Manhattan Beach, who, as your listeners know, is the same municipal agency who used eminent domain to take this property from the Bruce family in the 1920s. Hold that thought. We'll come right uh, to that in a moment here. And I want to ask some, some specific questions about Manhattan Beach. I was researching this over the last few days preparing for this conversation with you, um, uh, Counselor. Uh, and I have not found on record, I know what the county did, I know what the state did, but I have not found on record the city of Manhattan Beach apologizing to the family for what they did. And I want to ask you forthright uh, whether or not the city of Manhattan Beach has done that and whether or not they have been uh, standing in the way, as it were, of this family using this land uh, for development, which might uh, be more profitable for them than uh, whatever they're about to make, selling it back to the county of Los Angeles. We'll get to that in a bit more with George Father III. He is the uh, Bruce family attorney, and he's on 
KBLA Talk 1580. Right, let's now, unpack now, a bit now, more with now. George Father III, the uh, attorney for the Bruce family. I'm watching my time here. I've got you to the bottom of the hours. So let me move swiftly. Um, there was a third point you uh, wanted to make when I asked why the family had decided to sell the land to the county. You, you know, look, I mean, it's. I think it's related to the second, right? The second point is that um, in order to develop and really unlock some of the potential of this property, you need further governmental approval. You need approval from City of Manhattan Beach, potentially from the California Coastal Commission. And I think a, a third related reason is um, if you put yourself in the shoes of, of someone had it ha- that had had this horrible thing happen in their family, I think you probably can't help but to have some probably healthy slight distrust of government. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I think, you know, Tavis, when you put those factors together, the fact that this is not a single individual, you've got multiple family members at different points in their lives, you've got, uh, you know, further uncertainty around, you know, can this be developed? What can it be developed into? And then you've also got this 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 nightmare in the back of your mind about what happened to your great great grandparents and could that happen again? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, look, I think it. I I think um, I think you put those factors together and you could see it's it, it doesn't sound shocking or surprising that folks would want to, uh, mm-hmm. you know, turn around, sell that property to the county, get their share of the funds, and go and invest it in a way that makes sense for for them and their family. To your point, George, about distrust of government. Uh, let me just ask you point blank because I've not seen it. Has the city of Manhattan Beach throughout all this drama, apologize to the Bruce family, uh, number one. And number two, um, is it your sense or the family's sense that they have been standing in the way uh, of making the kinds of changes and provisions that would allow them to develop this land? So, so to answer your, your first question, no, to my to my knowledge, They've not apologized. what I've seen, I haven't seen any formal or informal apology by uh, on behalf of the city of Manhattan Beach. And I got to tell you, that surprises me because all the time I come across people from the South Bay, from the city of Manhattan Beach, um, who tell me how how happy they were to see the Bruce family get that property back and how they felt like that was a step in the right direction. They felt like that was an important step. And so it leaves me scratching my head a little bit mm-hmm. that you had the governor issue an apology. You've had the, uh, the Los Angeles County you know, engage in the ultimate act of, of, I think, restitution here and actually returning the property. But but for whatever reasons, um, you know, we haven't seen an official yeah. uh, apology by the city. And I want to shout housing. out, speaking of the county, I want to shout out Janice Hahn and Holly Mitchell. Um, there are five members of that board. As you know now, they're all women. Um, uh, who ready who ready for that? Uh, finally, five women running the entire board, the entire county of LA. And that's a big deal. And and look at all the good that happens yeah, when we have that. Exactly. Right? We need we need we need to see more. <laughs> we need of that. more sisters. Yeah, yeah I got we you. We need more sisters. Uh, but to Janice Hahn and Holly Mitchell, I certainly want to shout out my friends who uh, were at the forefront of making this happen. Uh, so let me tell you. Now I'm going to get into some goss- some gossip here. <laughs> and by, and by gossip, I mean this is what I've been able to discover from my sources. Uh, and I want you to disabuse me of these notions if I am wrong. But here's what I've heard. And we're going to talk to Julianne Malveaux, who's a brilliant economist, as you know, uh, after you leave the studio and get back to your office uh, about the economics of this. But here's what I've heard. Sure. You, you slap, well, don't slap me, but <laughs> tell me if I'm wrong about this. I am, I've heard that the family is getting about a half million dollars a year, slightly under, but about a half million dollars a year, uh, leasing that land back to the city. That's what I've heard. I've heard that you, you all, the family, you the attorney, are going to sell this back to the county or somewhere in the neighborhood of $20 million. That's what I've heard. I've heard this land, though, were it to be really appraised, is worth about $70 million. I ain't no economist, but if you're making a half million dollars a year in perpetuity, as long as you own the land, and eventually that number could go up. If you own the land and you're making a half million dollars a year leasing it to the county, 
if the land is worth $70 million and you're about to sell it for $20 million, am I stuck on stupid or are my facts wrong? No, the, look, the facts are wrong. And, and it's, uh, Tavis, it's uh, one of the reasons I appreciate the opportunity to be on the show this morning is there's been so much misinformation, really from the beginning of sure. of, of this case. There's been a lot of misinformation. Um, early on in this process, um, uh, uh, someone had estimated that the value of the property uh, was 70 or 75 million. That's the first number we started seeing, right. uh, seeing uh, in the papers and reported by media. No one's got any idea where that number came from. Um, my guess is that folks looked at the entire park, right? There's this huge, beautiful park right between 26 and 27 that sits actually above the Bruce's Beach property. So the park is not even part of the Bruce's Beach property. My guess is is folks, and that's and the park is where the plaque sits. And so, you know, I wonder, did, did folks think, well, what's the value of the park? The reality is... Uh, the Bruce's Beach property, the property that was owned by Charles and Willa Bruce in the 19-teens and the 1920s, consists of two parcels right on the strand. Each parcel is about 30 feet wide by about 90 feet deep. Mm-hmm. Um, we had, of course, we had that exact property appraised. And, and our appraisal showed that the market value was, was right around $20 million. Okay. So what was negotiated with the county of Los Angeles, and look, I'm not, um, uh, you know, everything I'm sharing is, is stuff that's, that, you know, that's in uh, documents that have been made publicly available by the county because it's a, it's a public entity. Mm-hmm. Um, but the sale price to the county is based on the fair market value of the property, which came out to be approximately $20 million. Okay. In terms of, you know, you, you bring up a good question. Well, hey, why not, you know, why not just hold this and, and kind of, you know, and take the, you know, take the, the, the lease payments each year? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but again, um, you know, you're talking about multiple family members. So you start to divide uh, that annual rent up. You start to think about expenses and taxes. And, you know, I, I think some folks would consider that a healthy income stream. But I go back to the first point I made, again, putting myself in, in the shoes of someone who, who this might have happened to. These folks had been denied their birthright, and now they've got an opportunity, right? They're um, not interested in dealing with the city of Manhattan Beach. Uh, none of them live here in the state of California. And now they've got an opportunity to sell the property back to the county, take those funds, and go and invest it in building you know, having a chance to kind of rebuild their family legacy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't, I don't think it's fair but, for folks to, to second guess their decision. Let me ask you a point blank question. Um, I know this because I'm black and I'm a part of a black family. <laughs> and I've seen this happen a thousand times in my career, in my life with other families. Um, and I suspect you might not want to opine on this, but was there infighting in the family? You know, I, yeah, I don't want to get into the, the personal uh, dynamics between the family. Here, here's what I'll say about the family. Um, a lot of times, I do a lot of pro bono work. I'm a, mm-hmm. I'm, a, I'm a commercial real estate attorney, but throughout my legal career, I've done a lot of pro bono work. Mom, mom pro bono means free. <laughs> it means free. Okay, go ahead. These legal terms. Yeah, you know, throughout yeah. my career, I've, I've yeah. provided a lot of free legal services. Yeah. And, and I think, you know, as lawyers, we sometimes we have this false impression that when we're doing free legal services, we, we put on a cape and we go and we, you know, we kind of work with our clients and we save them and we help them. I'll tell you, in this case... I learned so much from my clients about the values of humility and dignity and grace. And um, they made every decision together as a family. Mm-hmm. And they were really guided by, um, by wanting to do the right thing and wanting to set an example. Mm-hmm. Um, let me ask you, um, um, whether, let me, let me rephrase that. I want to phrase this right. Let me go back to, 
many of the posts that you've seen and that I've yeah. seen on our social yeah. media. One of the things that black people have comment on, commented on most as I've seen it, and you've not seen the socials, check them out for yourself, uh, ladies and gentlemen. You can see uh, tons and tons of posts, and some of you listening, I'm sure, have posted about this on our socials, which we appreciate. It's the land issue. That You know the old adage, they ain't making no more land. That's the one thing they ain't making no more of, land. Black people cannot afford to give away to sell land. Your response to that? Yeah, um, you know my. You're, you're, you're I, I'm a real attorney. estate attorney, yeah, so I know exactly. I know a lot about that. <laughs> yeah, I know a lot yeah, about that. Yeah. So let let me just say this again. I won't I won't get into particulars, but sure. um, but do not be surprised if the proceeds uh, received from the sale of the property are used to buy some more land, acquire land, <laughs> and hopefully be able to hold on to that land, create wealth on an intergenerational basis. So, yeah. 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 Okay. Uh, i got three minutes left here. Uh, Ariva Martin, who you know, and I yeah. know, brilliant attorney, host of Ariva Martin Out Loud here on KBLA Talk 1580, is uh, doing the George Fathery III right now. She's fighting a fight in Palm Springs uh, where black and brown people had their land not just taken, but bulldozed. Incinerated. Incinerated. Yeah. Years ago, and Ariva is now the lead attorney on getting their uh, justice, getting reparations for them in Palm Springs. Um, uh, would you? Uh, what, what advice would you offer to Ariva, given what you did successfully with Bruce's Beach? You know, look, I've I've known Ariva for a number of years. I think she's an outstanding uh, attorney and advocate. And you know, my advice is is to you know is to remain resolute. Um, you know, w- with the Bruce family, our representation has has been just over two years. Um, there were times that the negotiations were tough and challenging. Um, there were times when we weren't sure, you know, if we were going to get the outcome we wanted. But um, but we stayed focused on it because. Because we knew that we had the potential to create something uh, that could serve in the, as an example to others. And yeah. so I applaud the work that Ariva is doing, and I wish her the best of success. Got about 90 seconds left here. So um, uh, your conscience is clear as the attorney for the Bruce family that it is in their best interest. This is a good decision for them to sell this land back to the county for that reported $20 million. You know, look, I'm an attorney. I don't get to substitute my judgment for that of my clients. My job is to, is to uh, you know, show what the options are, help the clients evaluate the options. And what I'll say is that the decision that the Bruce's made is one that, you know, when you think about it and you think about the factors that we talked about, um, is going to give them the opportunity to pursue the lives that they they want to pursue. Yeah. Um, let me thank uh, George Fabi the third brilliant attorney, as I said, partner at uh, the famed firm of Sidley Austin, um, for choosing us, choosing KBLA Talk 1580 um, to uh, give this exclusive conversation to. There are others who will be talking to him momentarily. Uh, There's some TV cameras uh, lined up in front of my face right now <laughs> to talk to him once he leaves the studio. We welcomed into our building, but he chose to talk to us first, and we're pleased that we got this exclusive. Um, so you could hear here first on KBLA Talk 1580 about these new developments in the Bruce's Beach case. Uh, George, all the best to you and your family uh, in the year 2023, and uh, I'll circle back to where you began uh, with uh, your wishes for this year. Those are the same as mine and and uh, for this station. So thank you, sir, and uh, let's uh, let's make it a great year. Thank you, brother. Keep doing what you're doing. I appreciate you.